0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live at Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery here in the heart of downtown Bellevue. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, L.B. Duchess, sitting here with co-host Jason Rendon of Seattle Wine Exchange. Hello there. And I do believe we're going to have the fantastic new edition, Duel Fisher, from <laughs> Scene and Team Photogenic, giving us a call in later on, too. And uh, so, yeah. Okay. The weather today was... Fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was. It was crazy.
0: Its sun came out.
1: Actually, this weekend was pretty decent, too.
0: Yep. I went for a run yesterday. I felt invigorated. I felt alive again.
1: I forgot to say, feel free to join in the conversation at 323 843 6090. It's always good to hear. I was getting there. I was getting
0: there. I beat there. you it. Ha <laughs>
1: No, this weekend was pretty good. I mean, it's Seattle weather. Um, it was nice. I really, I mean, I got a little work done outside.
0: Um, I had to pull out my sunglasses, so I was happy. Happy puppy. Happy yeah, puppy. puppy. Oh, it's a happy puppy! Today's show is brought to you by Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery and the Pain Center of Bellevue, and we are going to be chatting socially awkward. We'll be covering our socially acceptable, unacceptable, and starting off with our socially savvy hint. So,
1: so huh. you know, the, the Pain Center of Bellevue. You remind me of the name because my um, oh, wife's going to go in there and get you know get some work done. Uh, we have the same. Don't wait too long to go in. You know, when it comes to pain, some, you're, even if you think it's threshold, go we'll see someone. Well, well yeah, we'll a pain is better. an
0: indicator that something is dramatically wrong. You need to fix it.
1: You know, how many, <laughs> how many friends do you know who are like, oh, my back, my foot, my shoe, my head, you know, whatever? And then they don't do nothing about it.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I think. They
1: drink wine to make the to it, and they're like, oh, I'm fine now.
0: Well, but wine's really good for them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think gentlemen have a little bit harder time going to the doctor, too, than women do.
1: Yeah, I, I admit that sometimes I kind of don't go in when I know I should. Only because, it's. I, I guess from my point, maybe all men think this. It's like, fine, I have to drive down there, make an appointment, sit and wait. I'm not, you know, you do that little time thing in your head. Oh, yeah. And it's like, ah, screw it. I'll just do you know, Give me a bandana and some duct tape.
0: And duct tape fixes everything.
1: Oh, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are such a guy. <clears> hmm <throat> Okay, so I guess we're first beverage here that we're going to be drinking, which, you know, that's part of the fun of Socially Savvy. Um, We're hoping to get to a point where we're going to be able to start putting out there um, Mm -hmm. on the show so that people can subscribe to the shows and and know when the shows are coming up and what wines we're going to be drinking. So some of you will be able to get your hands on the wine and drink it at home with us and try it. You could even throw little Socially Savvy parties where everybody gets to do a wine tasting while they're listening to the show, something Mm -hmm. fun and, you know, completely off the wall, but... And they may not always all be all Washington wines. No, they won't always all be Washington wines, but the majority of them will be, just because we have such fantastic wineries.
1: You. We are so blessed.
0: And we And they are such a great community of people, too.
1: And I found a, here's another trivia I always try to bring something to here. I heard this today. I was at a trade tasting. That's the excuse to go taste my wine. Yes, That's it's true. <laughs> I was an Italian trade tasting. So here's a hint. So Washington State has approximately 700 wineries. Excuse me. 700 wineries of beautiful wine today. Italy, which is roughly twice the size of Washington, has 900,000. Holy, well, see, we have so much room to grow. Yes, yes, we, we do. have
0: so much room Because to grow. what they
1: do is in order to sell wine, you have to register your wine. So, like, a, let's say we're utilizing, you put a vineyard, even a small one, you want to sell, you know, I don't know, 100 bottles. My you would register
0: your wine my, with you the wine imagine? commission. Everybody has a uh, bottle of wine. Okay, that would be a heck of a lot of fun, just going around. You could spend decades going around and trying to taste all the wine. There's just no way. Well, end.
1: we have olive trees in France for in our family, so it's it's what they did back then. Here, we, you know, what do people grow, grass?
0: No, they grow apples. We're in apples. Washington. It's no, apples. no, I'm talking
1: about families. Oh, I'm kidding. Families. I was just messing with you. I know.
0: <laughs> right over apples. the top of your right head. <laughs> where did <laughs> I go? Duel, where are you? He'll call ah. in. A um, couple of fun things. I know that some people who listen to the show will be coming into Washington this month to visit. Um, the Taste of Washington is going to be coming up March 23rd and mm-hmm. 24th. Um, we are going to be there on the 24th doing interviews. Yes. Very excited about that. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if you're going to make it on the 23rd or not. On the 23rd, I'm doing. Uh, um, it's called our Trend Show for Nordstroms. So we're one of 30 stores mm-hmm. that gets to do it, so we're going to be doing that all day, 12 hour day. So I, I will be ready year. for wine tasting yeah. and, and interviews on Sunday. Um, I remember
1: that last year. You were pretty busy.
0: Yes, it's a it's a long day. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of fun. Um it's because Fashion Week, which is another fabulous part that's coming up. We have Fashion Metropolitan Fashion Week hitting Seattle area in April. Yeah. Um there's a lot of fun events that are gonna be coming up with that. We are partnering with them, it's gonna be giving you updates on what that's is so happening exciting. with that. Uh yeah. I
1: Really exciting, really good.
0: The people yeah. who are putting it on have done such a fantastic job with our Fashion Week that every year it gets better and better. And Seattle is, we've got so much talent here. And it's funny because when you think of Seattle, you think of Washington, the first thing people say are Birkenstocks and,
2: yeah. and tie-dye and I mean, casual
0: and... And, yes, that's been a part of our culture, but there is so much more. So it's going to be really exciting to see a lot of these designers emerge. I know Bree Lee just recently moved to California mm-hmm. after winning um, this last year the Phoenix uh, Fashion Week, Designer of Fashion Week. And uh, we've got a lot of local talents, uh, Lena. And I There's can't
1: some of our the, the students from the uh, Art Institute have actually been on TV. They were in the, uh, I can't think of the name of the show or the guy, you know.
0: <laughs> the name of the show. <laughs> I can't remember the show, but
1: it's, anyway, it's it's the fashion show where they have to make it, you know.
0: Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do.
1: I do. Oh, it'll come to me later when I'm not thinking about it. And and then some of them also some of the fashion designers who've also gone on to uh, RuPaul's Drag Race as well, to the celebrity uh, cross-dressers who does fashion as well. Interesting. Yeah, that's exciting. You know, Washington's really got a lot going for, it, especially in the fashion scene. And uh, it's amazing when you think because it's kind of undergroundish, you know. It's not like you know big white. We have tents a lot. Everywhere. We have a lot
0: of things that are underground. Our mm-hmm. music is the one thing we are kind of known for. Our film industry is kind of underground, although apparently we're one of the leaders. I had no idea. Yeah. I Until a couple of shows ago about that.
1: Oh, you didn't know? Oh, yeah. Especially nope. there's a I'm restaurant learning. down in Seattle that you can go to where if you wait late, in, late enough, some of the independent indies producers and directors go there and they talk about. It. You can be at the bar and listen to them talk about it. Oh wow! And it's just crazy. And actually, uh, Microsoft has a uh, uh, a studio here that rivals the best of L.A. The best. And we're like number three or four out of the coast. So it's really exciting.
0: I love that kind of thing. Absolutely love that. Okay, so today's topic is socially awkward. Um, Came up with this just because. You have these situations where you walk in and you feel awkward, or you're at an event and somebody's being awkward, or a situation becomes awkward. Awkward has become such a part of our everyday social scene, and the reason it is, is because a lot of times people don't take time to educate themselves to know how to behave, or they over-drink. You know, there's there's a couple of key things that really happen. So I thought it would be a great topic for us to kind of go over and cover a little bit about um, even
1: even with like relationships you know, Sometimes it's awkward With relationships What do you do? I've got something I'll bring up later That occurred It's like What, what do you say? You yeah, know? How, do you, how
0: do you deal with that? You mm-hmm. know
1: Does it become The pink elf in the room Or is it You just kind of say I said it Deal with it
0: No, I think mm-hmm. I, I think if you're The first thing I would say Is this, don't be the one To create an awkward situation But we'll get there We'll get there. Socially savvy hints um, Here's my hint If somebody changes A subject on you follow their lead don't yeah. ar- don't argue with them about it don't challenge them don't give them a dirty look don't if somebody is is doing a fast topic change and you don't quite get it your best bet is to follow the lead and just kind of go with it until you can figure out why did they do that what happened what caused them to change the topic so dramatically Typically, it's because you're doing or saying something that is creating an awkward moment or creating an awkward it feeling.
1: nerve. I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. Like,
0: oh well.
1: Um, and it's the same thing on the, my hint is on Facebook. Uh, if someone posts something on your wall that you feel is a little awkward or a little difficult, it's uh, I delete it sometimes. So that's it, a, that's
0: an acceptable. It's socially acceptable to delete yeah. something that somebody. Yes, it is.
1: And I have my I. My Facebook, I have it, so I immediately get a report of someone post on it. Because there are those friends, they mean well, they really do, but they just don't know how to say it correctly. And it's like, there's an old song, dirty laundry. Yeah, you don't need that.
0: No, we don't need to deal with your dirty laundry. That's
1: be my hint. It, just be aware and know your surroundings, especially if you're putting on events or if you're um, <clears throat> out and about and you're doing stuff like when check-ins. It can be awkward if you check in. Luckily, my wife knows L.B., but it could be awkward to someone else. It's like, ah, I checked in to El Gacho with L.B. Why is you El Gacho? What's, that's a romantic dinner. You know, you have to be sensitive to that.
0: Oh, I'm like, huh? What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, like if you were to go somewhere and.
0: If I was to check into the sand.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wow.
0: That would, <laughs> I that that would get awkward really there. fast. <laughs> Well, oh, just attending a going away party. Yes, yeah. a going away. For those of you who don't know what Sans is, that's an adult club that's over in Seattle area, and it usually caters more to the men' taste. So, yeah, me checking in. Out. Yeah, me checking into that would be cool. that would that would get some that would get some attention. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I get a lot of comments. Oh, are we trying out? Are we auditioning tonight, LB? No, yeah. not auditioning. Oh, that, you imagine? I don't have that kind of confidence, people. Just saying, not that cute either. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Jason, so what is this fantastic wine we're going to be trying? Oh,
1: I, you can't have it. It's, it's too good. I'm sorry.
0: It's a Delil, Of course I can have, have it.
1: It's a It's their Signature straw 2010. And one thing I like about their wines is that it's very yummy and it's reasonably priced. And it will be – one of the things I've been trying to do as a, my own company is find wines that people enjoy oh, for a reasonable thing. price. You know, a lot of times people are going to – You you got ten dollar wines. Like I like people, you know. I understand we all have budgets. So if you want a ten dollar or twenty dollar, thirty dollar, get educated on the wines that you enjoy, and then talk to your wine merchant wherever you go, and ask them. I'm looking. My price budget is this. Get it out of the way because it's that's awkward. You know.
0: That's a good one. Yeah.
1: You know, it's awkward to sit there and go. You know, you may be able to afford a hundred dollar bottle of wine, or maybe you can't. And sometimes you just got to say this is my. It's easy to you know. This is
0: where I'm at. Can you help me? Can you help me? And if
1: they're worth their salt, that's another discussion about salt. Um, (laughs) If they're worth their salt, they will find, listen to your taste, they'll listen to you. This is what we were telling you earlier when we were talking about uh, tasting rooms and whatnot. Ask questions.
0: Most definitely. And I think you make a good point. Again, you know, awkward situations are typically created because of, A, a lack of communication, B, a lack of awareness, or C, you're drunk. Yeah. There's very, very rarely do you find situations that come in outside of those three things. Communication, when you walk into, even if you walked into a really high end, and and there are people who are always going to be rude. You're always, you know, I always think of pretty woman when she walks into that really high end thing and she's asking about how much is the dress, and she goes, well, you can't afford that. Well, there's always going to be snobs like that. But for the most part, when you walk in, if you have a particular budget in in mind, say we're talking about wine, you come up to them and you say, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is my budget for wine. What would you recommend? Nine times out of ten, those people are really going to appreciate that. It's going to take some awkwardness away because if they're giving you – if your budget's $30 and you just come in and you say, hey, I'm having this party, I want this kind of wine, and they start throwing $40, $50 bottles at you, you're going to go, no, 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 no. no." And then they're going to go – then they're going to start going, okay, I don't know what this customer wants. I don't know what to do. Sometimes – it's really good to be very thorough with the information. When it, when somebody is trying to fulfill or serve something for you, like a vendor um, mm-hmm. in this case, give them as much information as possible and don't worry about what they're going to think. Oh, so you only want a $20 bottle of wine. So what? That's what you're in there for. You'll alleviate more of an awkward situation by giving as much information as possible.
1: Exactly. And it goes to also when you're ordering a, this could be a socially savvy, acceptable hint, I mean, it's just a hint in general. If you're borough guys or the girls, you know, because girls are taking charge too. If you're somewhere and you want to buy a bottle of wine for the table and you're at a restaurant, oh yeah, you a lot. Of it, it's awkward to sit there. And say, I don't want to spend more than fifty dollars. You know, and you you know, it's it's it, it's borderline unacceptable to say I'll take the two hundred dollar captain's list. No, it's, what what is a good thing to do is you get the wine list and the steward, the wine steward, come over or the slimy list. And say, okay, what are you looking at? And you can sit there and say, I'm looking for wine that's kind of like this or like that. And you look at, then you put your finger at the price, and oh, if, there the, you go. if the guy knows it or the girl knows it, she'll, oh, between that and that, and then you say, okay, between you know, thirty and fifty, then they'll know they're not going to give you the seventy-five dollars.
0: I have to say, I really, really like that thought process because the first thing that I would think of is if I'm. There's two things I would think of in that scenario. If you're going into a situation where you'd like to buy a bottle of wine for the table yeah. and you've never been there or you're not real familiar, if you know you're going and that's your intent, go to the website because you can usually check out their menus and they'll a lot yes. of times they'll have their wines oh, and their point. price list yeah. there. Um, <clears throat> if you get there and you haven't had time to do that, excuse yourself, go to the restroom and go up and ask the maitre d' or the host for the wine steward and just say, hey, I'm over at this party over here. Yep. This is the price points." that I'd like to buy a bottle of wine. This is my budget. Could you come over and recommend a couple of bottles for me? Oh, that's And the point, yeah. again, you know, these are these are things where you can take a really awkward situation and you can m- turn it into something where you look outstandingly fabulous because, you know, OK, so now you've gotten back to the table. You're sat down. The wine steward comes over. He it seems to be unbidden yep. and he comes over to you and, and says something to the effect of, I understand you'd like some information about the wine. Yes, I was looking for a wine for the table. What would you suggest? that maitre d or that wine steward is going to jump right in yep. and they're going to say well we have these two excellent wines one is a red one is a white you know what would the table prefer and they're going to fall right into that because and here's the crux is they all want a fabulous tip on top of everything oh yeah but you've communicated so they know how to act and they know that they're going to be able to do their job that much better you're going to look fantastic and the whole table is everybody's going to be looking around going wow this is really cool
1: yeah and then, like I said, that's borderline socially acceptable and socially unacceptable. And I'm I have more I want I think I'm gonna save them when we get to that section. But um anyway, this wine is beautiful color, nice ruby red, very crisp they call it crisp clean for those are uh,
0: Well and a Syrah typically has a little bit of a bite which if you like a little bit of spice, this is perfect. Um I have had a tendency to kind of fall out of Syrah's. Only because, yeah, well, I got into the cabs and the Uh, the Tempranillos and Smart Alec. Mm -hmm. Clunky with a microphone. Sounds good. Anyway, um, but that's one thing about the little cellars is is that no matter what wine I'm trying of theirs, I enjoy it. And that's something I would recommend is you find a winery where they have your favorite, favorite wines. Those I think are the best places to try wines that are outside of your norm. So, for instance, if you're a yes, if you're a Merlot drinker or a Cab or a Syrah, let's say you're some kind of red, and you're thinking about trying a white, tell them what reds that you like of theirs, and they will bring you over a white that you will probably enjoy. So it's a great way to branch out and to kind of um, find those other other wines that you might really enjoy that you otherwise maybe shy away from.
1: Yeah, that's important, too, because, you know, not everybody can drink a $50 bottle of wine all the time, and it's good
0: to go to a tasting and you go, oh, I can drink a $50 bottle of wine. Well, oh, let me rephrase that. Like maybe, never mind. <laughs> okay, my pocketbook might not be able to, oh, but I good. can drink one all the time. Yes. Your pocketbook,
1: <laughs> the bookkeeper, your significant other mythic new. Um, I'm so a You go funny. to a wine, taster in, or wine room and taste some nice $50 bottle of wine and say, oh, that's really nice. And then you could buy one and keep it, if you, you know, for those special events. Yep. And my, my goal is I, I really want people to go from I only want a two dollars bottle of wine to my budget's $10 or $20, whatever it is, but I want this kind of a wine. That's the, kind of the goal.
0: I would, I would agree. Yeah. Seattle Wine Exchange, your personalized wine service, a local independently owned company providing personalized wine service to the wine enthusiast. They specialize in creating unique wine events, providing personalized wine consultations, and offering retail sales of superior quality beer, wine, and sake. Check them out at seattlewineexchange.com and at their blog, blog.seattlewineexchange.com. That is a scenario right there that you were talking about, where exchange uh, in as a consultation over the phone, be yes. able to help you um, prepare for a dinner party or even prepare for if you're going over to a friend's house and you know that they're wine connoisseurs and you're not that great on wine. You're like, okay, there's you're like my husband. There's good wine, there's bad wine. Yes. <laughs> there's two different kinds of wine. Um, having a resource like Seattle Wine Exchange is fantastic because it gives you somebody you can call and go, okay, I'm going to this dinner party. Um, I don't even know what kind of wines they drink. I just know that they drink a lot of wine. They love wine. They seem to always have red wine in their their glass. What would you recommend? Uh, That's um, a way that you can utilize those types of resources and take the awkwardness out of showing up to somebody's house for a private event and you want to bring wine, but you're not sure what to
1: do. So that goes along with what we were talking about in a different show about it's socially acceptable to bring a gift. And if you yeah. want to bring a wine, take a step forward and find out what those people are. And I, I've done this before to a lot of people, mainly single guys who are trying to, you know, be impressed with the date. you know, that most women tend in the past like just white wine. But as the palates have changed, as the wine has gotten better, yeah. I mean, I'm even liking some of the Washington white wines. Yeah, I'm a little biased to Washington because I live here, but... Yeah, that's true. The wines are just outstanding. No longer is that, you know, the acid reflux you get in your chest if you drank it. These are really high-quality, you know, nice,
0: great. Well, Washington sniff. wines, oh. the, the the majority of Washington wines are made to drink right now. Mm-hmm. So when you're buying... That's one of the nice things that makes it a little easier here is that you, know, you do know that, that this is supposed to be drank today, so you don't have to wait for it, or, you know, is this supposed to sit for a year or two years or ten years? And the
1: same thing is, like, we'll get to it in in our news uh, segment of Sashley's uh, Savvy Skin, that there aren't a lot of men for their first one, two, three times of going up to, you know, the, a Norsham's counter, and say hi. I'm looking for something for my skin because, you know, it seems kind of silly. I'm a macho man. I can take anything. And so, you know, they'll, they'll go in there. And it's, it is awkward. And if you find a lovely assistant such as J.O.B., you know, they'll be able to guide you and say, oh, what are you looking for? And they're not going to make you feel bad. And, you know, they're going to help you because they understand, the, you know, good quality skin products. especially. I mean, because most typically most men don't wear lipstick. Um, you know, that's out. But uh, there's cover-up. I know that I when I've done a couple of events, I had like a temple, a, a, a and I went over to the Norsen's counter, and I said, help me. Can you help me? And uh, they'll go, yeah, sure. And they'll give me this little bitty, like a crayon. Oh, yeah.
0: And just and kinda, show you how to basically oh, erase it, yeah. It, it works great. Okay, I have dual calling on my mobile phone. Yay. I'm not quite sure what that's about, so I'm going to answer it. Dual. Do we're live on air. I don't know if he realizes that I can't answer the phone when I'm on air. This is, okay, talking about awkward. <laughs> I love that. him to call the number. I did. I texted him to call the number, but I'm thinking that maybe he didn't get it or something's wrong. Hence, another awkward moment. I, You know what, how yeah. I love the topic, how the topic could just fall right into the show? It's awkward right now. <laughs> well, have him text, Dual
1: if you're listening, text back if you have a problem dialing the number. Back in fact, we we're not we're we never have any technical issues here ever. So, <laughs> I'll let you know. That's funny. No, and actually, it's awkward sometimes with texting. You know, when you're we've talked about there's a thing I saw now where if you're at a dinner table and people like to text, right? You know, and sometimes you have to because your child's you know in fire, but sometimes it's, you know we've had this some unacceptable to answer the phone. You know what? We'll, one of the things we talked about was put your phone face down on the table in the center.
0: Oh, we got a caller. Go. No. Okay, here we go. Dual. Hello, this is Socially Savvy. <laughs> You're calling live in from? Uh, my car. It's your co-host, Duel Fisher. Oh, my God. Yay. You were calling me on my cell phone, and I'm like going, I'm recording the show with my cell phone, and I'm trying to catch <laughs> a text, and I'm like, okay, Duel, wrong number.
2: <laughs> Sorry, so socially unsavvy of me.
0: Not unsavvy, just awkward, which was hilarious because that's what we're talking today.
2: Oh, awkward. Okay.
0: Socially awkward.
2: <laughs>
0: and when you go okay, back to, listen to this, re- when you go back and listen to this recording, you'll realize just how awkward it was for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just got done with my photo shoot for the Seattle Celebrity Waiters, benefiting the Millionaire Club, and that was pretty cool.
0: Yay. Very cool. So while we have you on air with us, tell us a little bit about that. Because I know that, you know, we're not going to be able to have you every week for the next couple of weeks just because you're wrapping up a couple of major projects that you're doing. But um you're involved in some pretty fantastic fun events. Tell us a little bit about those real quick.
2: Well, we just finished the Seattle dances on Saturday night, which they raised forty forty thousand dollars more than they planned, so that's a good thing.
0: Excellent. Wow
2: yeah almost five hundred thousand dollars and uh Connie our friend Connie Blumenthal won the people's choice oh sure e. and Savoy won the judge's choice, and John Teutsch won the cyber choice
0: okay, so the so John was the only one that I had seen the results on, so I wasn't aware of the other two that is fantastic.
2: Yes, it was. It was such a great night and our friend Stacy Lowe was there and our friend Amy Yamada was co hosting with me and we were live on scene all night. Nice.
0: <laughs> How very fun. And yeah. you were exhausted.
2: I'm I'm sleepwalking and driving right now. <laughs> <laughs> but coming up we have uh this weekend we have uh, J D R F the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation's Dream Gala.
0: Oh, yeah. And that'll be at
2: the Sheraton Hotel, about eleven hundred people for that. Wow. And, and and then and then I oh, then we have the Art Institute events, their fashion competition between their students on Tuesday.
1: That's always an excellent show. Those listening, every chance, try to go see it. It's you're gonna see some of the best stuff around.
2: Yeah, and then uh really fun coming up in May, May second. Is
0: going to be the Wine Women and Shoes event. Oh
2: yes, I've been sense. to that, haven't you,
0: LB? I have been to that several times, and I know that you are going to be a part of that. I know Stacy Lil and um, I believe is it, I can't remember if it's O Wines and a or just O Wine's is going to be involved. Uh,
2: I believe O Wine and Chateau Saint Michel and a are all involved.
0: yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, nice. that is such a fun, uh, just a very quirky fun event. I, I absolutely adore that one.
2: Well, and our big news is that Neiman Marcus is our VIP fashion pre- presenter.
0: I remember that, yeah, we last week.
2: And they're going to be raffling off uh, for the VIP party a pair of Manila Vodonics. How cool oh, is that?
0: That is wow. amazing. And, and I remember being very excited because you said something about co-hosting.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I have If you want to come co-host, I'd love to have
0: you there. I'm a, I was a
2: little, master of I, ceremonies, so I, I i can't do triple duty all night.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. No, I was tickled pink when you asked during the show the other night. I was like trying to be all not awkward and trying to <laughs> you know, control myself. And I'm like, yay, I get to do this I had so much fun with you well, at the Oscar.
2: Yes, it was so much fun at the Oscar parties.
0: That was very and much
2: And the next night, socially savvy.
0: Yes, that was quite a weekend last weekend, <sighs> quite a weekend. Yeah, so, yeah. We're chatting yeah, on kidding. socially awkward, and we've been chatting a little bit on, um, you know, dealing with socially awkward situations and, and how to diffuse those. Obviously, with what you have done for the last several years, you see a lot of awkward situations. What would you recommend when, um, to, to do to help diffuse something when it's going to, towards an awkward position?
2: uh uh, you know m- mostly what I see are are people that probably have a little more to drink than they realize they were drinking and not enough food in them to absorb the alcohol, yeah, so they tend to get a little uh loud when people are talking on stage or when there's a moment a crucial moment at an event where they're trying to raise funds and to raise the paddle, so it's it's It can be challenging if they're a person of of high profile Uh to try and get them to be quiet. But but mostly you can just motion to them to keep keep their mouth shut. You know, the (laughs) shush symbol in front of your lips with your finger or, you know, clinging the glass is always a good thing.
0: Oh, there you go. I like that, clinging the glass. That's a good one.
2: Although, although one time I was giving a speech for the Providence Oak Christmas trees, and the room would not be quiet, so I stood at the podium until it was completely quiet in the room.
0: That wasn't this last year, was it?
2: No, no, no. This was several years ago. And, okay. yeah, and, uh, you know, everybody was just having a good time, and, and it was my turn to go and do the ask, and, and the room just wouldn't be quiet, so I said I will wait for them to finish their conversations before I begin mine. And, and it within 10 seconds, everyone shut up.
0: You know what, and and I think that that's actually a great example of how to make it take an awkward situation and uh, turn it around is by by utilizing the uh the system.
2: Yes. First.
0: Are you there? Uh
2: I'm under the Viaduct right
0: now, so Oh I can hear you. Okay. Okay. I lo-
2: well I'm gonna it lo- out. I- so
0: so I was like, okay. Um but yeah, I've seen where when people step up and and put on their their big boy pants or big girl pants and uh they step into the role of utilizing the best manners, in other words, it doesn't matter what you do or say, I am still going to maintain my level of integrity. It's amazing how quickly people will come around. It's
2: true. It's true, and you know I was very nice about it. And I said I know that you're having a great conversation with your friends and family members, and I wait. I will wait for you to finish, and when you do, I can I can start my message.
0: That's fantastic. That I great. love. That. I absolutely love that.
2: Yeah. So, what are some of the other awkward moments that you've been discussing?
0: Um, well, we just started chatting with them. We gave our We, we gave our hints on um, dealing with awkward, and mine was is if somebody changes the subject on you, follow their lead.
2: Right.
0: So if you're sitting there and there's an awkward moment happening or you see something, what would be a hint that you would throw out to people to be aware of?
2: Um, I think it really depends upon the individuals that I'm around and, and what... Their personalities are like if I don't know them very well, and they they are um, type A. <laughs> <laughs> so I try and I try and let them do all of the talking and just nod my head and smile and say yes, and and, and my opinion doesn't necessarily come out to them because they they are. Dominant in that conversation, but then I will make a reference and be done with the conversation at least.
0: You know what? I like that because
2: no so you basically your yeah.
0: opinion to keep from having an awkward moment.
2: Yeah, and you know, and then and again, it comes back to when I'm at these events, I I'm there working, um, and people do want to talk to me and and they want to know what's going on and what events I've done and, and I'm happy to tell them but they're going to have to be quiet and let me tell them. And if they don't, then, then they're not really not all that
0: interested. Well, and that's where that whole thing, I think um, if you want to avoid awkward when you're coming into an event, if you're not used to being around events, we're going to get into that a little bit later on in the show because I was very, very awkward when I first started socializing. Um but the first thing I remembered is I have two ears and one mouth, and I try when I walk into an event to use the proportions so as I can
2: You know, I think you're right on that because because there's many times where I can I can hear five different conversations going on in my head, and again I only have the one mouth too, <laughs> so I have to be selective on which conversation I'm always part of.
0: Right. I like that. I like that a lot. That's yeah. good.
2: But, but I have, I have actually, and I think you witnessed it a few weeks ago, where where I had an incident where the person I was trying to communicate with would not let me finish a, a thought, let, let alone a word coming out of my mouth, until I until I stopped her and asked her to please let me finish my statement before she interrupted me again.
0: Yeah, and I have to tell you, if I hadn't been holding that big, huge gown, I really wanted to just smack her. So you were dealing with it a lot better because my assessment of that awkward situation was to tell her to shut up.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, again, she doesn't know my personality. I don't know hers, and I let her have her first three minutes of of ranting and raving, and then then I just had to put a stop to her because she was unreasonable, and wasn't about to hear anything anybody had to
0: say, but what was in her own uh, demented little mind. Yeah. And and, wow. and and I want to bring up, you bring up a really interesting situation, and I, I'm going to be really obtuse when I, when I talk about this. This was a situation where you had a customer-client scenario where they were there to do a service for you, and she created an awkward situation by not listening to the client. So like what you were saying earlier, about being aware what kind of situation you're in. If you are a client and a customer situation, you get rid of that awkwardness by just shutting up and remembering the Nordstrom philosophy, which is the customer's always right. It doesn't matter if they really are right, but if if you're in a situation where there's a lot going on, you remember that and then it's never going to get awkward.
2: It's true. You know, I I started working in retail in 1981, and that was the philosophy back then. And and the customer, you know, is always right. And, and granted, we were we were both there as as a vendor, but we were also there to provide our the client a service. And she, again, you're right. She didn't listen to what the client really wanted. She decided well. well which turned out not to be best for anyone involved.
0: Right, right. My well, I have to say, you have when the very patrons,
2: well. And when the patrons of the event showed up, they didn't know any different. They loved it. It didn't matter.
0: I think we just lost our duel. We did. We lost our duel. Well, people we- the people
2: that paid for that just get to be at that event, they're the client.
0: Yes. And they were happy.
2: Happened. And that's yeah. all that matters.
0: Well, and you did such a fantastic job of keeping it from being awkward as the evening progressed. So um, that, that's one of the things I wanted to bring up, too, is um, when we brought this up, talking about when you're attending an event, you know, to be socially savvy at any event, is to take on what I would call a submissive host role. In other words, no matter where you are, you're acting as a host. In other words, you're encouraging people. You're being a positive influence. You're diffusing any little situation. You literally become an extension of the host. By doing that, you can diffuse and keep awkward situations from coming up. Yep.
2: And that's true. And and you know, and and what we do at Team Photogenic, we're generally the first people they see after registration, which is always somewhat of a nightmare for some people.
0: Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> when
2: they come to us, we make sure that we have smiles on our faces and we welcome them to the event, and then we ask to take their photo.
0: Yep. And and most people say yes, and they love it. Yeah. No, I think that's amazing. I love that. Well, in talking about what is socially awkward, um, a lot of times it's things that make us feel awkward. It's how we dress. It's what we would say or wouldn't say, what we do. These are things that run through our heads when we go into social settings that we're unfamiliar with. What makes us look socially awkward is basically, for one, is for being unaware um, and like we had talked earlier, getting intoxicated. So one of the things that I have always said is, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, and you will find yourself less like the duck in the swan pond. You want to be aware. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's a great one there, LB. I like that.
0: Yep. Um, you know, everybody wants to stand out in a positive way, but if you're going into a situation where you've never been before, Trying to stand out is going to be the, the duck in the swan pond. You want to actually be a part of an event before you can stand out in an event. Um, and with that thought process, you can make things less awkward for yourself and for people around you. Um, A lot of people go in, like when I first started being social, I was very conservative in everything that I did. I didn't talk a lot only because I wasn't sure what was expected of me. And when I started getting around people, I started um, trying to research the events I was going to so that I could actually be a part of the conversation and not be that, that person who would bring up the awkward topic. You know, if you're standing, and I love to do this, if you're standing in a room full of Republicans, the last thing you want to do is take a Democratic response. Yeah, that's that's like the ultimate awkward. I don't have a problem or, that. Or going into an atheist <laughs> talking about religion, you know. There's, you don't well, want Oh, yeah, talk. that, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's also part of good uh, going into events is also, like you said earlier. Being prepared. Use your ears first. Don't say nothing yet until you see what you're going into. Yes. And then start talking. Don't walk in there and say, ah, blah, because up you throw it up, you know, you're throwing up. People don't want to be around you.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I would say if, if people are going to big events or any kind of an event and they don't know what the event is for, that's kind of socially irresponsible on their part, I would say.
0: Well, you that's to, a really good
1: point. <laughs> you're trying to say that there's there's uh boyfriends and girlfriends that say, Hey honey, or dear, let's go here where we're going.
0: Just it'll be fine. Just get dressed.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you
2: know, I have come across people that, that don't always know. Why they're there? Because they were given a ticket, or their boss gave them the tickets, or sponsored the table, and they couldn't make it, so they got to go, and they don't know what it's for, and blah blah blah. And it's like, seriously, you you didn't even bother to like go online and find out what this organization does.
1: And occur, here comes Jewel, He's like, hey, Duel, He's like, here, I'm gonna take your picture. Why?
0: Is this an X factor? When is, when is this picture <laughs> being posted? Is this going to be all over Facebook? Uh, of, it's be well, all. yeah, talk
2: about being awkward, trying to ask people to take their pictures, sometimes like being the dentist and not putting Novocaine on that tooth that's about to be pulled.
0: <laughs> I love that. Well, it's funny it's because... True. I, it is. Well, and one of the things that I've learned, uh, it's funny because you and I, I used to do some events, photography and, and uh and the thing that I found, there were two things. is If I had a drink in my hand and taking photos, people were a lot more relaxed. And I usually didn't take photos until an hour, hour and a half into the event after their yep. first glass or two of wine. People are
2: awkward. Um, yeah, I, I tell people all the time so if they say, oh, no, not right now. And we're like, okay, well, go have a glass of wine and come back. And we're here all night. So no a yep. big deal.
0: And yeah. then they come back and they've got big smiles on their face.
2: Totally, totally, and then they're
0: then they're my best friend, right? Oh yeah. Oh, and then, <laughs> okay. And that's going to bring up something that I that I want to. I think this is perfect because, especially having you on the phone with us, um, it is not only socially socially awkward, but it's unacceptable to yeah. a person who gets drunk and then says, "Take my picture and poses for thirty pictures," and then the next day, um, when the post pictures are post, goes, "I need you to take those post- pictures yeah. of me down. I don't like them."
2: Uh I my response to that is that I tell them I'm sorry I cannot do that because you agreed to let those photos be taken and posted on our website and and there are other people and I've had this happen and I've had other people purchase the photos. Yeah. Because they're also in the photo? Yeah. Or if they're if they're really not appropriate what they're doing, which We have that many times. I I won't even put them on our website.
0: Right, right.
2: Before they even ask to have them taken down, I just, I I won't put them online.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way.
1: I just want to quickly say Cascade Ice Water is a zero-calorie, sugar-free, flavored sparkling water that eliminates all the unnecessary, unhealthy extras found in other flavored waters like sugar, sodium, carbs, caffeine, and gluten. Yes, gluten. They use it as a thickener. Uh, follow their blog at www.CascadeIceWater.com slash blog.
0: Um, I didn't know that about
1: the gluten until the other day. I was like, it was a gluten diet.
0: Oh, yeah. No, gluten-free is huge. Gluten-free is huge in makeup these days. In makeup? Yes. I really? went through my training this last week oh, and talk about that. awkward. Okay. Here's an awkward moment for you. I'm a beauty stylist, right? And I've got people asking me if these products are gluten-free, and I'm like, what? It's kind of like wow. the, when the first vegetarians came into the steakhouses and said, do you have something that's vegetarian? It's not a salad? And the steakhouse is looking at you like, huh? <laughs> you do realize so you're what, in a steakhouse.
2: <laughs> what cosmetic had I don't recall ever having
0: gluten as part of anything. It's a, it's it's a binder. Binder, it's yeah. It's a binder in a lot of products. And um, gluten is one of those things that, and I've had to do some research now with some some customers that I have, um, and talk about having to take the awkwardness out of a situation. Um, the best way to talk awkward out of any situation is to be educated. So that was the first thing that I did. Right. Um, and, and finding out that, Uh, the way that gluten is used in a lot of products actually maintains a higher standard of product than that they could maintain if they were using something other than a gluten to bind.
1: Oh, that's true, because you do have Uh. to have a longer shelf life.
0: Yep. So when you're trying to maintain shelf life, integrity of ingredients, temperatures temperatures and everything, there are some things to consider. So I try to help educate my customers a little bit and and, and then say, yes, there are some lines that are completely gluten-free, but not a lot of them anymore. Not or at this time. There are some that are moving to that. That was a little awkward. That was very awkward. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, you ah. being considered one of the specialists and somebody nails you to a corn and you're like, uh Wow
2: <laughs> How funny. I didn't I didn't realize gluten. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, it it's oh, the new thing. You know,
1: remember they put corn syrup in everything and salt. And when I started doing more natural food, amazed at what they put in food.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, back
1: to awkward,
0: it's really
1: awkward when, can I just say this? I don't know, well, I'll wait, never mind.
0: Okay, well, let's see here, let's talk about this. Are you guilty of creating awkward situations? Um, I was thinking about this because, like I said, Duel had invited me to a few of his events, and I've gone to several bigger events this last couple of months Um, and seen a lot. There's not a whole lot you can do about that, but you just have to stand there and watch. Um, but some of the things that I think a lot of people don't realize that they should be aware of, these are situations where you're creating an awkward situation. Name dropping. Name dropping. Oh, yeah. I know uh, such and such. When kind of tacky, too. And this is what kills me, is that they'll come up to an event and they'll go, well, I know so-and-so. And this person has never been directly invited. They're just trying to use the name of somebody to get into the event. <laughs> That doesn't work. And I've seen... And, and I know then they'll Bill Gates. Give me that bottle of wine. Yeah, no, they'll throw a fit. And a lot of times they know that people are going to cave because they don't want that awkward situation at the door. But just, I've seen people turned away, so don't do it.
1: Taking advantage of kindness. Asking people for things because you know they're too nice to say no. I really, that's a pet peeve of me. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who are so nice. With, well,
0: They'll create an awkward situation yeah. because they know that you're such a nice person that you're not going to say no. Yep. And I, I learned Duel's not that person. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what do you mean, LB? I don't Albie? I don't
0: understand the question. No, I, and I love the, I love the way you handle those awkward situations where somebody thinks that they're going to steamroll you, and you stand there, and they realize they just hit a brick wall. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, I learned at a very young age, I think as a child with the people around me, <laughs> and, and that you know, uh, I'm I'm a lot smarter than I look.
0: Oh, you you look intelligent. And, <laughs> So somebody who thinks that somebody who actually uses the phrase that you're a lot smarter than you look, they're really missing the beat. Well,
2: you know, I have people that that actually I get calls from event planners and organizers and friends that all say, "Oh yeah, this person's using your name to try and get in. Do you know this person?" And I've, I if I do know them, I don't know them very well, and I tell them no, they cannot use my name to be put on the list.
0: Yeah, it was funny because I'm just little potatoes over here and I'm and I had to do that here a couple of weeks ago and go, uh, no.
2: <laughs> That's a bit
1: gallus on yeah. I, I understand that sometimes you do have to sit there and when you're getting somewhere you have to say, Yeah, I'm I'm here for Or you've and been all Im- that. yeah, or you've invited. been invited
0: and it was a last minute thing and there's like just hey, just tell them you you know, my name at the door. I get that. But there's a lot of people who take advantage of that and wow. like just, that makes for an awkward situation and don't do it. Um Yeah.
2: Yeah here's uh, if if I, if I put anyone's name on a list, I always send it out to whoever's put the invitation out there and, and say, okay, this is my guest, and these are the people that are, that like at the Oscar thing, I had to say, you know, here's who's coming in to be a part of our show, here's who's going to work, and so on and so forth.
1: It's different right, to sit right. there and say, I know dual Fisher, let me in, versus Dual Fisher...
0: I'm working with Duel He told me, you know... Yeah.
1: Duel Fisher right. should, should have told you, yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, right. This is one of my favorite. Um, are you guilty of creating social um, awkward situations? Uh,
1: I know this one of yours. You really, really hate it. I hate this. You really do. Go ahead.
0: You need, people, people drive me absolutely nuts with this because they ask for things. Can I have a glass of wine? Can I have some of that? Oh, can I taste some of that? If you're at a social setting, and you have not been offered a glass of wine. Or you have not been offered food. Or, like, we've had shows where, of course, we get, um, uh, we're tasting food on air. So our yeah. host table will have food on the table for us. And people will come over with a knife and fork and start eating oh, off yeah. my plate. What? That fork? They stick their
1: fingers in these graphics.
0: This is, this is not. No. Uh, oh. Yeah. no, no, no. no, no. Uh. So here's what I'm saying is it is not only socially awkward it's socially unacceptable to ask for unless you're paying the bill now this is the crux unless you're ask unless you're paying the bill so for you to ask are you going to offer me a glass of wine or can I have a glass of wine unless you're paying for it don't ask sometimes they don't ask yeah. well and that, that's going that's a whole another level of of that's you've right. got to be stupid i'm going to slap you upside your stupid head <laughs> <laughs> I sell tickets
1: that, by the way, Duel, if you want to get on it, okay? I'll split the profit, okay?
0: Yeah, he's watching me, connect people. But, but understanding, um, and this goes along with fundraisers, like the, the fundraiser, the Oscar party we were at, people were trying to take the decorations off the table. Yeah. Yours, don't touch it. If you have to ask for it, it's not yours.
2: Well, there was at each table... In the dining room, there was a, a. At each place setting, there was a. If you want to buy this, here's yeah. how much it will cost. Right. And people were walking out with them without paying for them.
0: Right. But and that, that happens.
2: That happens all the time.
0: And and to me, that's where I. This is where I I really struggle, and this is where when I I'm gonna write a book about this because the separation of classes, I'm convinced was never ever ever about money. That's I to, to this day I really truly believe that the separation of classes. Um, it's it's a big myth that it was about money. It was about the people who got tired of having to deal with the entitlement attitude. They had the money to create a situation where they didn't have to include those people. Yep.
2: I I would agree with that.
0: And if you knew how to handle yourself, they're fine with it. But if you don't, then guess what? You can't afford the ticket to walk in the door. It's not about being rude. It's not about being snobbish. It's not about because I have and you don't have. It has to do with your attitude in coming in, and your attitude in feeling like you're entitled to something that you've not earned. Those are that's a perfect example of making a, an awkward situation oh, when yeah. you walk in and and you want to pretend that you're something that you're not. So then you start asking for things that you have no right. To. Putting on airs, that's what they say. Yeah, that. Yeah, don't get me going. Another glass of wine and I'll be running for an hour on this.
2: Well, you know, my mother my mother was a was a waitress growing up.
1: Um, she was she divorced
2: my father. So she worked in um finer dining establishments.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And that's that's where I learned how to behave in public and at a dinner table. Because she would take me in and my brother in to this restaurant that she would work in and and we'd have to sit there with the rest of the public and we we couldn't put our elbows on the table we used all the proper utensils when we ate we we oh, okay. did everything that we were taught this is how you this is how you sit and have dinner and conversation at a table with yeah. other people and it,
0: it it makes me sad that a lot of times we don't as parents think i, I know i was kind of rigorous with that with my boys uh, we took them into fine dining situations, and <laughs> being, yeah. that, being the Mexican-Latin mom that I am, you know, smack them upside the head, whack, and they're like, what's that oh, yeah. for? That's for something you're going to do. Don't do anything until I tell you to do something. <laughs> well, My <laughs> but, mother would, did the same thing to us.
2: If we misbehaved <laughs> or didn't do something right. I never got personally smacked upside the head because I saw my brother get smacked too many times, and I said, I'm not doing that.
1: You know what I got? I didn't get smacked. My dad had his college ring, and we just gently put his to
0: on the table
2: and to
1: go, Pack. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Like, and let me just preface to anybody out there that's listening we're not talking about abuse. No. We're talking about good old fashioned <laughs> attention getters. No. I, I have your attention now. It's child. Called a physical reminder. Well, yeah. And that's, that's what, they, what I call it. There's actually, you know what's so funny is there are scientific results that back up that what they call the attention getters are the, or, or those physical reminders. Yes. That it's the kids they need that because they don't have the ability to when you're talking to just direct themselves back. That's why you have the, the little snaps and the tap. Yeah, I, and you
2: I, know, I, people, that, people that think that they can reason with a three year old. Oh my the, god, that is so hilarious! You are just, you, you kidding?
0: To. Just yeah, tap re- re- the thing on around. the butt and tell it to stop. Yes, and and that's the funny thing is I think a lot of people get their asses whooped by a three-year-old. It's hilarious. And, and talk about an awkward situation. To me, it is, it, it, if you're going to get caught in an awkward situation and it's going to be funny, it's going to be when a three-year-old is beating a parrot. Yes. It's hilarious. I, I, that's actually <laughs> a pain. so. Now, Johnny, don't grab the candy. That's not a nice thing to do. Johnny, say you no need one. to put the candy back down. That's not yours to take. And you're just like, oh, my God, <laughs> would you just take the candy out of the kid's hand and, and sit them no. down? And say no. <laughs> smack it off,
2: smack his hand, put the candy back, and tell him no.
0: Yes, that's why they call it a physical reminder. I know. Oh, uh, I'm so glad I had boys. Oh, <laughs> <I see> you, <laughs> Do you
2: oh, think girls God. would have been better?
0: Um, no, not for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: not for me. Yeah. Just saying. So while I have you on the phone, before we end up wrapping up the night, um, I wanted to go over our newest segment: savvy skincare or Savvy Skin, and this is where we bring you tips and tricks to looking your best. And last week we talked about what is the number one thing you can, or number two thing you can do for your skin, because we all agreed number one is water, drinking water. Number two is cleaning your face. I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) You're like, clean skin.
2: (laughs) Uh, Just washing your face helps, uh, oh, I don't know, take out all the dirt in their pores that build up during the day, and, you know... Good yep. morning, don't, cr- don't create wrinkles. Exactly. They,
1: they make products now that I love. I'll do this in the afternoon before I come here because I do work during the day. I have a uh, face cleanser that has a little bit of uh, citrus in it. It wakes you right back up.
0: You're like, oh, good. Oh, yeah, am refreshed. That's, that's, a, that's a yeah, a nice I love little love. Um, uh, well, one of the best, the product that we're going to talk about today is, we're going to be talking about um, uh, clean skin, like you were just talking, Duel. And one of the best right. ways to do that in today's fast-paced world is something called a Clarisonic. Um, and yeah. what they did with their technology, it's an oscillation technology, and I've had lots of people go ask me, you know, is this really work, and what about the, the off-brands that, you know, they have something similar. What is so amazing about this particular product is um, I've done dozens of studies with this on clients and myself before I became convinced. It flexes the pores, and what makes it so important is pollutants and bacteria are molecule-heavy. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that. And those, the the things that we're dealing with now are relatively new to to our culture. Before, you just had dirt and grime and all that. And our grandmothers, and you probably remember this, Duel, our grandparents, they spent six to seven minutes washing their face. It was a ritual.
2: Oh, God, yes. My grandmother, she, she oh, my gosh, she would go into the bathroom, and a half an hour later, she'd come out, and she was all done. But, yeah, she would she get
0: her products from Avon back then. Yeah. Yep. And so Good, Avon. one of the things that people don't realize is they used to wash their face for six to seven minutes. The reason for that was is because you're getting circulation going, and it takes that long to flex the pores to get the stuff broken up deep within the pores. Mm-hmm. Right now, the statistic is the average American spends less than one minute washing their face. So they're not doing enough to break up just the regular stuff, let alone get down and get the, the molecule-heavy pollutants and bacteria. Clarisonic had come up with the technology of oscillation, which flexes the pore and creates that clean skin in about a minute. What is that? Is it a it's machine? The, it's a, it's a face-washing machine. It was made by the Sonicare Toothbrush Company. Okay. Um, what does it look like? It looks, it's funny because it looks like a, a small hairbrush with a really big plastic base. It's <laughs> off. Awesome. When you say Clarisonic, everybody, anybody who's in the industry will tell you about it. But wow. um, one of the things that ha- people, there's a couple of myths about it. One of them is that people are afraid that it's going to oversensitize their skin. Um, I have wine, what we call wine rosacea. I get rosacea every time I drink wine, just much every day. And <laughs> <laughs> not just like Red wine or white wine? all of it. <laughs> and um, the the thing about the Clarisonic is 100% about washing the face so it's not about exfoliating. So for for somebody who's hypersensitive, they can wow, can didn't use know it. That. Um, and the reason it works is again because it it's flexing the skin. So this is a product that is perfect for all those customers out there who are dealing with inconsistencies of skin um, oily spots, dry spots, they, you know, some they're looking at 22, 28 years old and they're going, gosh, I'm seeing signs of aging. No, that's not eating. That's dehydrated skin and unclean skin. Doesn't
1: food do that too?
0: Food can cause dehydration. But again, that's, that's why... The alcohol. Number- yes, and alcohol. And that's why the number one thing that you can do for your skin is drink your water. Drink water. So, oh, right your why- the-
2: Smoking also dehydrates the skin too.
0: Yes, yeah, smoking is terrible. Smoking is terrible. So, our Savvy Skin segment is brought to you by Nordstrom Cosmetics. Thank you, Nordstrom. Yay! Got to love that. They're fantastic. Okay, well, let's see here. Let's go over our socially accepti- acceptable um, hints for let's go awkward over situations.
1: Socially acceptable and unacceptable because. I'm bi- well, blood, blood works best.
0: And I'm I'm totally skipping because we've only got a couple of minutes left here for acceptable. So it is unacceptable to ask for food or beverage when you're not paying. If it's offered, then it's offered. Otherwise, shut up. There you go. <laughs>
2: it's totally unacceptable to use someone else's names to try and enter an event or gain access to someone's social circle.
0: Oh, I like, yes, I would totally agree with that. What about you, Jessica? Justin, that's okay. I've been called Justin I was before. Like, why would I call you, Justin? Justin? I don't know
1: what Jason, I was reading. J
0: Jamie. <laughs> uh, I need more wine. gonna yes. call you Jr.
1: Jr. Yeah, that works out too. Just uh, socially uh, unacceptable to not think of your friends' uh, income when planning events or vacation periods. Not everybody can go to Milan, and so we say, "Hey, that's I true. got a great that Let's go to Milan." They can't afford it, it's so it's unacceptable. They got to come up with a reason they don't, want to go. Don't bring it up. The lady. In the Sky has told us we have 90, 90 seconds. seconds left. I love you
2: all.
0: <laughs> we want to thank our sponsors of today's show, Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, um, The Little Cellar's Wine, Poshy Magazine, The Painted Center of Bellevue, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Schwartz Brothers Restaurants, Kind Bars, Pop Chips, Girly Girl Wines, Oh Wines, Wink, Bellevue Hyatt, and House Wines, as well as Scene and Team Photogenics. And Gunnar Nordstrom. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. So Thank you. Thank you, Jewel, for coming in. And we'll catch you next week, hon.
2: Okay. Bye.
0: Have a good week. Bye. Ending the show tonight with a glass of Chocolate Shop Bubbly, we want to remind you all to like us on our Facebook page, Socially Savvy, to be entered into our drawings for prizes from our savvy sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make all the social events that you attend better because you were there. Have a Socially Savvy week. See you later, guys. Bye, everyone.